0: Welcome to the Transom podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the Transum.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your
1: host, John Tranter.
0: Happy New Year! Well, what a way to start the New Year. I've got a bit of a cough going on here, so um, nevertheless, we shall press on regardless with the... First podcast of 2024, and it is podcast number 110. Here we go. We'll start off with the puzzle of the month. Justin Time has made a New Year's resolution to go jogging on every day in January after the first of the month. He will jog on a day only if its date is neither a multiple of any date on which he has already jogged, nor a factor of 2024. How many days in January will Justin be able to go for a jog? Okay, the answer will be in next month's newsletter, but as always, I'd love to hear from you. Before then, if you've had a go at solving the puzzle and have got an answer or some observations. A strange addition to the Transom website is Pass the Parcel Music. It's something I created in the run-up to Christmas. I realised there would only be four people at home on Christmas Day. And after the present opening, I fancied a game of Pass the Parcel, so who would operate the music? I decided that the computer should do that task for us, and now I've made that facility available on the Christmas collection and on the birthdays page. And in my crystal ball, I see maths classes playing ...a mathematical version of the game at the end of term. Who knows? There's some ideas on the page, actually. I think all of you listening to this podcast are still going to be on holiday, I'm guessing, as it's uh, early January... And um, you probably know there's a section of the Transome website specifically designed to direct inquisitive minds to mathematical activities that are fun and rewarding to do at home until school reopens. So have a look at school holidays maths activities. All the links to things I'm talking about in this podcast can be found at transumorg newsletter. In addition to developing Transom, I'm also the Honorary Chair of a British Scouting Overseas District. And in the uh, the the end-of-the-year bulletin, I always contribute a puzzle. And this year's is called Logic Scouting Puzzle. Again, the link is in the newsletter. Have a go at that. You might find that interesting as well. I received an email from a teacher friend, Ben, and he wrote... I tutor a couple of ex-students who are now in Austria and have a very different curriculum. Currently, they are learning about Katheternasatz. Now, that's a German word, so I'm sure I've mispronounced it really badly. But anyway, it's a section of knowledge on Pythagoras. And Ben asks, do you know if this is taught in the UK curriculum and what is it called? Thanks in advance. Well, I looked it up and it's absolutely fascinating. In English, it's called cathetus theorem and is defined as follows.
1: In a right-angled triangle, the square of either cathetus, a side of the triangle that is not the hypotenuse, is equal to the product of the hypotenuse's length and the length of the projection of the cathetus on the hypotenuse.
0: Have you heard of that before? I certainly hadn't. Absolutely fascinating. Okay, we're always learning. Every day's a school day, as they say. On Christmas Eve, a really good old friend invited me to join him at the Wolves versus Chelsea football match at the Molyneux Stadium in Wolverhampton. It was the first Premier League fixture on Christmas Eve in 28 years. So, I hadn't been to a Wolves match for over 55 years, actually, so I thought I needed to do some research on the team before the big day. I couldn't help noticing all the references to the betting odds, and it made me wonder what the relationship was between the odds and the implied probability. This is, of course, assuming it's a fair game, which it's not. Um, Is there a simple connection? Well, it turns out that there is. So if the odds are 13 to 5, that can be written down as sort of an improper fraction, 13 over 5. And it means for every £5 you bet, you would win £13. If your bet is successful, of course. So if you placed a £5 bet at 13 to 5 and you won, you'd get your original £5 stake back plus £13 in winnings making 18 pounds altogether. Okay, so I found out that you can calculate the implied probability from these fractional odds um, with a very simple formula. So the probability is equal to the odds denominator divided by the sum of the odds numerator and denominator. Okay, I've written it in a different way in the newsletter, so have a look at that if that's not clear. So, the odds of a Wolves win was 13 to 5. So, the probability then is 5 over 13 plus 5, which is 18. And that's approximately 0.28. And that's how you calculate the probability from the odds. Now, they actually won 2 1. Woohoo! Thanks, Nick, for the ticket and the opportunity to learn some real world maths that had passed me by somehow. Um, Nick also got me a ticket for Live Aid in 1985. What a pal. Thanks, Nick. Next, my monthly artificial intelligence experience. This time I was stung. <laughs> Here we go. Why learn maths? Is a question that most maths teachers will have been asked at some time, so I created a web page containing some inspirational quotes and answers to this question. I asked Claude 2, which is a large language model, for some short quotes from a dozen celebrities that our pupils might look up to, and I included the quotes it gave me on this page. Then it was pointed out to me that they were incorrect. Uh, Shock! I questioned
1: Claude and received the following response. Unfortunately, I do not have a credible source for each of those quotes. Those were not real quotes I attributed to celebrities. You asked specifically for positive quotes about math from recent TV, music and movie stars that students may look up to. I generated fictional quotes that aligned with that request. But I do not actually have published sources for them. I should not have fabricated quotes. That was misleading on my part, and I apologise. Moving forward, I will be more transparent if I do not have proper sourcing or if I am generating fictional examples, rather than passing them off as real quotes. Charming.
0: So, beware. Always check the information generated by these applications. Finally, the answer to last month's puzzle, which was...
1: If the average mean cost of 20 Christmas presents is 50 pounds, the cost of each present is a different positive integer number of pounds. Find the cost of the most expensive gift, assuming it was as expensive as it could possibly be.
0: So I let X be the largest possible cost in pounds. And uh, for X to be the largest possible, the other 19 numbers must be as small as possible. Um, And as they're all different positive integers, They must be the numbers 1 to 19. So if you add those up and add an X to them and divide it by 20, you get the answer 50. That was the information given in the question. So a little bit of algebraic manipulation gives the solution of £810. The first five people to send in solutions were Kevin, Alison, Alan, Soren and Esther. Well done, you five. I also need to include... The solution to Alan's escalator problem that was in the last podcast. Felix goes up an escalator. If he takes one step per second, he will reach the top after 20 steps. If he goes up two steps per second, he reaches the top after 32 steps. How many steps does the escalator have when stationary? So let's assume that the escalator has X steps. When Felix goes up the escalator at one step per second he takes 20 seconds to reach the top. Therefore the speed of the escalator is x minus 20 over 20 steps per second. Similarly when Felix goes up the escalator at a rate of two steps per second he takes 16 seconds to reach the top. Therefore, the speed of the escalator is x minus 32 all over 16 steps per second. So if we equate both of these speeds, we get x is 80. Therefore, the escalator has 80 steps when stationary. Okay, that's all for now. Hope your 2024 is going to be absolutely magnificent. Oh, before I would go... I've just been reading that there's a small island off the coast of Italy which is inhabited by 5 million Sicilian people. That's the biggest number I've ever heard of. Bye. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transum.org, where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber.